Thank you. It's so good to be here. What an awesome bunch of people you are to be with. It's just such an honor to be here, just experiencing God oh, together. <clears throat> um, so the topic of my talk feels like God set me up. Um, focus on the good. That's the title. I feel like Pete might have set me up last Sunday as well. I didn't know what he was going to speak on, and I still haven't managed to hear it because um, I don't think it's gone onto the system yet because of the snow and stuff, or if it has, it's end of the week. So um, there might be some repeat, but that's good. That's good. God's obviously on this topic. To kick things off, I'm going to start a bit of a social experiment. Um, so in a minute, I'm going to put up, oh, I'm going to ask Elaine to put up a picture, and I believe that you will see a duck. Okay, are you ready? I want you to be really honest with me at the end, after the picture's gone up, whether you saw a duck or not, okay? So I'm going to need a bit of audience participation. Um, Can we have that picture up now? You're going to see a duck. Ready? Duck. (laughs) Right? Right? Can you be honest with me? Who of you first saw a duck? Yeah? Yeah? Quite a lot? Okay. There's another picture in here, obviously. What's the other picture? Okay, I'm hoping, but I don't want to mislead. Um, who of you first saw a rabbit? Oh, man. Okay, you just like busted my experiment, but that's okay. I, the, the principle I'm going to say will still hold true. Um, okay, there's another picture. I'll try it one more time, uh, but we won't put it up yet. You are going to see... <laughs> Look for, look for, look really hard for a saxophone player. Okay, look for that saxophone, a saxophonist. There you go. Here we go. Can you see him? Yeah? Everybody see the saxophone player? Was that the first thing you saw? A few of you saw something else first. Okay, what did you see first? A picture of a woman. Yes. Okay. What I wanted to show through this is that our brains are wired to look for what we expect to see. So if you're expecting to see a saxophonist, that's probably what you're going to see first. And in life, as you go about your life, if you're expecting to see good, you'll probably see good. And if you're expecting to see bad, you'll probably see bad. And the thrust of this talk, I want to encourage us to just be captivated by the wonder. I want to... I want us to grasp the joy, the privilege, and the wonder of looking and focusing on the good and the importance of focusing on the good because it will radically change our lives. Um, we'll just spend a bit of time looking, about, uh, looking into what God thinks about us and the world um, and the good in it. We're going to spend a bit of time talking about why we should focus on looking at the good what it looks like to focus on the good, and then tips for how to do it more and more in our lives. So, perspective really is everything, and um, it really matters where our focus is. And this truth was brought home to me a couple of months ago. We, Tim and I took our three kids to Greenwich Market one Saturday afternoon. Beautiful, love Greenwich Market. The last time we'd gone was when we were just the two of us. I think me and Tim, we had such a nice time. This time we took three under sixes and it was raining and it was really, really busy and it was lunchtime and we were wondering what to do about getting food because we knew there was this great place but it wasn't where we thought it was so Tim had to kind of go through some back alleys to get this type of food that we that we really wanted. Meanwhile, the plan was for me 
to go and find a place to sit or just wait with the kids where we thought there was a bit of a table area where we could sit. So I made my way over there and I was waiting in this designated spot with the kids. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting. The queues were long and gradually things got really uncomfortable. Josh was crying. The rain was dripping through. Kezia was crying. Ben was kind of wandering off every now and then. I had to pull him through, pull him back. And um, people all around us, it was so tightly packed. I was just getting more and more miserable in this place. I was nearly crying. I just, it was one of those times you just wanted the ground to swallow you up because it was such... I just felt I didn't know what to do. And it just felt awful. Everybody was just in such a bad and sad mood. Um, and then I had thought. I thought, do you know what? I am going to shift my focus. And that's where everything began to change. I actually thought, actually, I could call Tim and tell him, let's not stay here, Tim. We're going to go and meet you in another place where I knew there was a little bit more space and no leaky roofs to letting the rain in. And, and I just started to think to myself, okay, you know, it's actually good that we've got money for lunch. That's good. And how great that I have this double push chair so at least Josh and Keddy can't be running off anywhere. Um, and I... Yeah, as I made my cumbersome way over to that other place, even though I was getting in other people's way, I thought, well, you know what, we've got as much right to be here as anybody else, Um, pushing my way through. I just chose to change what I was thinking, and the difference was night and day. Honestly, I was ready to cry a a river of tears in that other place. I felt so powerless and just, ugh. And then I just had a thought, I'm going to shift my focus. What can I do about this? I can make some choices, I can do something different, and I can focus on the good. And, um, and yeah, it's a small example, this story, but I, wanted to, I want to suggest that it's a massive principle, and it will radically change our experience of life on planet Earth. And if I'm to ask you now, and you can raise your hand if you want, but it's pretty obvious what you're going to say, but... Um, Who of you would like to live lives that have more encouragement in them or just feel more strengthened in your day-to-day experience or happy in your day-to-day experience, happy about your job, happy about your life, happy about your appearance, happy about your kids, happy about your home? And um, if your answer is yes to those, you have come to the right place because... That's what we're going to be doing tonight. We're going to focus on the good and, and get to that place. Basically, the good is out there if we will train our eyes to look for it. And I just believe, and God is convincing me more and more, that there is just so much goodness. Whoa! Whoa! There's so much goodness in this world that he has planted us in. We were singing earlier on about the glory that has filled the earth. You know, he's released his glory, he's released his beauty in so many places. He's, He's just released his goodness all over the place. And whoa, will we train our eyes to see it? That is the question. Um, yeah. You know, the enemy lies to us over and over and, and we get sucked in at times. He, he tells us that we're not good enough, we're not clever enough, we're not healthy enough, we don't have a nice enough home, our kids aren't well behaved enough, we're not pretty enough. There's all this stuff that he just chucks at us to get us looking at the negatives that are going on in our lives. And, you know, the only way he has any power over us is by our agreeing with him. 
That is the only way he gets any power. And what we're going to be doing tonight is just disengaging with those lies and engaging with the truth of the goodness of God throughout this whole earth, throughout the earth and within us that he's put there. So let's just start by looking at some scriptures about what God actually thinks about the world and us. Because, you know, it's one thing to think about the goodness of God in, in himself. And, and I love that. That's a separate preach. There's loads that we could say about that. But I just want to think about the goodness even just in the earth and us. And so if we can have the first verse. The, the story of creation is obviously just littered with it. God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. God saw that it was good. And then on the final day when he made us, he sa- it says, God saw all that he had made. Whoa, all, whoa, that he had made. And it was very good. It was very good. Is it not coming back up? Ah, well, see what you can do. Um, That's his perspective. His perspective is that it is very good. You are very, very, very good. There's this beautiful passage in Proverbs, which is wisdom speaking in Proverbs, which we know to be Jesus. And it says this. No, you won't be able to read that there. It's in Proverbs 8.30, if you've got that. I love this passage. I'll just give you a minute to look it up if you have a a Bible or a phone. Hmm. So the passage, passage in Proverbs Then, so this is Jesus speaking effectively, then I was the craftsman at his side. This is about creation. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world, and delighting in mankind. Isn't that beautiful? Like, he's delighting in mankind. I remember listening to a Melissa Helser talk, I don't know, a good number of years ago. And she proposed that for the first 30 years of Jesus' life, he was, I think this is quote-unquote, he was um, delighting in humanity. And I was like, really? Delight? At that point, really? He spent 30 years delighting in humanity. My perspective at that point was that humanity was pretty, like, pretty awful. There was just so much rubbish going on in the world. I could just see so much bad stuff. Um, Yeah, Actually, during my depression, I've spoken before at this church about having five years of depression, and I remember, I mean, everything just looks black and colorless when, when, you, when you're going through that, but one thing I couldn't stand to do was to people watch, um, and I would just see misery over everything and just whatever. But the thing is, it wasn't necessarily there, but that's what I thought because I was projecting how I was feeling onto everything else. And um, since then, God's healed me from a depression and brought me into truth and his truth. And now, one of my favorite things in the world to do is people watch because I see God everywhere now. I see him everywhere. Like, I see him in relationships. Like, as you see, just people forming relationships, walking down the street. It's so beautiful that they've got that connection with each other. I see it in their laughter. Like, how lovely that God shares laughter with every single one of his creations. Like, that's a gift that he's given everybody. And I just love spotting the goodness of God now in every single bit of his creation because there is 
so much goodness. I just want to say that again. Like, There's just way more goodness than there is bad in this world. The problem is where the focus has been. The focus has been on this teensy bit here. And when you focus on that, it just becomes big. If we can get our focus on the massive amount of goodness, our lives are going to be so different. And, um, and we're just going to be so much more powerful in what we can contribute to society. Because when you're, when you're boxed in looking at this, feeling powerless, feeling depressed, you don't have the courage that it takes to change stuff often. You don't have the truth, the perspective of God to know what needs to happen. So, yes, the beauty of humanity. Jesus delighted in mankind and delights in mankind. And I want us to be encouraged to do the same thing, to look for for God and goodness in mankind and in the world. Um, let's just think as well now about what does God say for us to do while we're in this world? There's a great passage, Philippians 4 verse 8. I'm sure most of you will know it. This is his instruction to us through Paul for how we are to think in this world. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about these things. And all of those things, I think you'll agree with me, are evidence of goodness. Truth, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. This is what he's encouraging us to spend our time dwelling on, thinking on. Um, And there's that great passage as well in Romans 8, 28, where... God said, where Paul writes, and we know that in all things, not in some things, but in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I would like to suggest that all is a very big, all-encompassing word. There's so much of his goodness that he works out in our lives. Um, okay, why should we focus on the goodness? I've touched on it a little bit, but let's just look at a couple of, of scriptures as well. In Proverbs 15, it says, Proverbs 15:30, it says that good news gives health to the bones. Yes, I mean science is proving this all the time, but as we focus on good things, our body responds po- positively and. Um, Everything in us just feels healthier, feels happier, feels stronger. Proverbs 17:22 says, "A cheerful heart is good medicine." Who? Oh. <laughs> um, so as we focus on the good, we are energized, we're strengthened, we're encouraged. We've got courage being put into us. We're envisioned. It does us good and then it does the world good because we've got his perspective and his power and his vision just to go out and change things. We're operating from a place of strength and positivity and not from a place of lack and victim mentality. So I want to tell you a little bit more about my story and why this topic has been so real for me over the last few months or six months or so. Um, Basically, the middle of last year... I was feeling exhausted 
really utterly exhausted and overwhelmed. I think parenting three young kids was just tiring me out and taking up every last bit of energy I had and more. Um, and as an introvert as well, just needing headspace that I wasn't finding I was getting. Um, and there were points where I felt like I was even cracking up a little bit. I remember um, it was the summer holidays and we were trying to fill up the paddling pool, but I was convinced there was a leak in the paddling pool because the water was just, you know, not filling up properly. So I spent like half an hour with the kids trying to find where's the leak lifting up. The kids even made their own goggles to try and find the leak. Where is it, mummy? And then half an hour later, I found that I just hadn't put the plug in the blooming paddling pool. <laughs> and, um, you know, the enemy had me convinced that I was losing the plot and going insane. Just, um, yeah, and I was really focusing on all of that stuff. Not to mention, you know, the pressures on a young mum these days. Somebody sent me this amazing meme um, which we'll put up in a second. And, you know, this is about being a mum, but I, I'm sure it relates to stuff that you guys are going through as well. There's just so much pressure put, us, put on us from advertising and, and the enemy and just whatever. So this is what my friend sent to me about being a mum in 2017. How to be a mum in 2017. Make sure your children's academic, emotional, psychological, mental, spiritual, physical, nutritional, and social needs are met while being careful not to overstimulate, underestimate, improperly medicate, helicopter, or neglect them in a screen-free, processed foods-free, plastic-free, positive body, social, conscious, egalitarian, but also authoritative, nurturing, but fostering of independence, gentle, but not overly permissive, pesticide-free, two-story, multilingual home, preferably in a cul-de-sac with a backyard, and also don't forget the coconut oil. (sighs) Yeah, you and my young mums know what I'm talking about. That pressure's crazy. It's so intense. And um, I just began looking everywhere for advice, I I spoke to my friends. I even contacted this random lady in Reading that I knew of through a friend because I thought, well, she's got three young kids with no family near her. Maybe she's got advice for me. I went on the internet just trying to find out how do I do this parenting malarkey better so that I've got more energy, blah, blah, blah. Um, And eventually, God began to speak to me. Or eventually, I began to hear what he was saying. And um, the first question he put to me, he said, Emily, what about thinking, sorry, about what is beautiful in this season? Can you, can you think about what's beautiful in this season? And that was just a little warm-up question for me that got me thinking, and I was able to journal a few things. Um, we then started to do LAM, which that's the Love After Marriage course that Eastgate offers, and Tim and I have been wanting to do it for ages, and we had the privilege of doing it. But do you know, one of the biggest things I got out of Lamb, there were lots of things, but one of the biggest things was that on the first day, we just spent some time asking Holy Spirit what he wanted to say about our marriage. And the thing that I heard him say was, so the thing I heard him say was, it is very good. I'm like, really? Yeah, it is very good. And um, that was, again, just a really novel thought to me I think somebody that's quite idealistic that's me I'm I'm often aware of like where we're going and where I want to be 
And so that's my focus, rather than being able to celebrate where I am right now. So just God saying to me, it is very good, was extremely powerful. And um, I met with Claire Nordali, actually, at one point. And she's somebody in our church that I really respect her way of parenting. And she's got great ideas. And actually, something that she said did really stick with me. She, she said to me, celebrate all that you do, Emily. Celebrate all that you do. And the gist was, don't focus on what you're not doing, what's not going well, what you don't have. None of that comparison stuff. Don't be doing with that. But celebrate what you do. Celebrate all you do as as a mum. And um, gradually, that truth just started to sink in with me, and, and I just expanded it a little bit more. And eventually, I started thinking, I need to celebrate... I I wrote this down. I said, celebrate all you are, all you do, and all you have. Celebrate all you are, all you do, and all you have. I should say as well that we also decided for a term from that September to December to pay for a morning a week of childminding, and that did make a massive difference. But I think this is the greater truth. This is the one I'm most thankful for, more than those hours of childminding. As I began to shift my focus from from all the negatives that I was spotting in my parenting, shift that and just move over to the positives that I could see, the positives, and yeah, just focusing on on who I was, on what I was doing and what I had, things started changing radically for me. Um, I'll, I'll let you know some of the things that I started to do to help me because you've got this truth, but then it's applying it to your life. And um, I started making lists, actually, of all the things that I could say that I had done. And um, often it was when I was already exhausted at 9 o'clock in the morning and my little boy was taking a nap. Um, but even by 9 o'clock, the list that I wrote of the things that I had already done, and as I just focused on those, I was like, oh... I'm doing well. Rather than focusing on the dirty house or the dirty dishes or, you know, so many things I could have focused on. Oh, my goodness, you you wouldn't believe how many negative thoughts were consuming my mind about what I wasn't doing, who I wasn't as a mom, what my kids weren't doing, what they, yeah, all those things. As I just shifted and began to write these lists of the good things that had already happened by 9 o'clock in the morning, it was quite impressive. Um, and I began to celebrate things that I was, uh, yeah, previously, so celebrating things that I was good at doing, but hadn't previously really taken credit for. So like I fed my, my kids three meals a day. Well done, Emily. Um, they've got clothes to wear. Well done, Emily. You've bought them clothes or you've been given them clothes, like just little things. And really the more you focus on anything that gives you life, the stronger you become inside and the happier you become. I started listening to I Am No Victim on repeat. Do you know that song by Christine Muller? Amazing truths about who we are and just getting that into me. So rather than thinking what I'm not, I was just thinking who am I? What have, yeah, what, who am I now because of what Jesus has done? And there's a great line, I am not, I am no poor man. And that was a really powerful one for me. Just, I'm not a poor man. Like, I'm a rich lady, like I've been given so much. Um, I also have this chalkboard where I would write messages to myself. This is like 
one of my favorite messages. This has been on there for a while. So focus on what is good. That's in my kitchen. And um, just as a reminder, and as I was preparing this talk, I just thought, you know, where would it be best for you to put a little reminder to focus on the good? And um, it could be in the kitchen where there's lots that hasn't been done, so you need to think, think about the good. It could be on your bathroom mirror or your bedroom mirror. Focus on the good. Like, how good are you at looking for the good in your own appearance? Um, it could be a number of different places. But just as a way of, of reminding ourselves to focus on the good, we just need those reminders. Um, so actually, what I wanted to do now is stop you for I realize time is really flying can I stop you just for one minute I would like to ask you to just close your eyes and think about one good thing that's happening right now it could be anything I won't give you necessarily ideas but just any good thing that you could think of right now I'll just give you 10 seconds to think about that There we go. Hopefully you thought of something. I would encourage you, just stop yourself through the day. Just stop yourself and think, what's good right now? This chair's really comfy. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, there's cakes after this this meeting. That's so good. Thank you, God. <laughs> um, and um, another great thing is testimonies. Feast on testimonies. Just remember those great things that God has done. Just fill your mind with good goodness, good things. And I want to say as well, with all of this, I'm not talking about living in denial. I am very aware that there are times where you need to focus on the real stuff that hurts and and process it and get it out, get that emotion out. Um, You know, with my depression, if I'd heard somebody speaking this message, actually, it might not have landed in the way that it wouldn't, it definitely would have landed in the way that I, it would now where I'm at because I was just in such a, a difficult spot. I really needed help. So I got counseling and stuff and I encourage you, you know, go, go get that help if that's where you're at. There are big things that go on in our lives. You know, Jesus said each day has enough trouble of its own. So there is going to be stuff that we have to deal with. But um, I want to encourage you that this focusing on the good is the backdrop against all of that other stuff like that is the frame around everything else that's the biggest picture that we have and then those times where we just need to go and express emotion and 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 process stuff those happen but it's on the backdrop the wider context of, of the goodness around us and just two last things um One thing I've also learned to do with the um, focusing on the goodness is to use my negative emotions as a push towards thinking about his goodness. So, um, how did I phrase it? Yeah, basically my negative emotions can be very helpful signs that I've taken my eyes off his goodness. And yeah, so for me, when I feel, when I recognize I'm feeling grumpy, hmm, I've probably lost sight of goodness. I've probably stopped focusing on what's good. Or for me, it's feeling low and overwhelmed. Those are my three main signs that I've taken my eyes off good. And um, 
you know, that does require quite a level of self-awareness. So I'd encourage you, try to just grow in self-awareness. Try and be aware of what is going on inside you. Because unless you're aware of the negative thoughts going on inside and the negative feelings, you won't be able to change, to make that choice, to think about something different. Um, yeah. And one one other thing, just in terms of focusing on the good, just be careful what you're watching as well and what you're listening to. And I, I know everybody's got different tolerance levels, but for me, I don't watch the news because I just find that um, I'm not able to focus on what is good afterwards. I'm a bit too consumed by the negatives. I think God will redeem that for me in the future. I might be able to do that. But at this point in my life, I'm just not watching the news because I want to stay more conscious of God's power and the solutions within me than the problems in the world. And if you can do both of those while watching, the, if you can do that while watching the news, that's great. But yeah, I also wish that they could call it bad news. Don't, like just call it for what it is because, or primarily bad news. Because, like, that is what it is, isn't it? I'm like, that's not news. Like, there is, like I said, there is so much more goodness going on in the world than these bad events. Like, let's focus on those guys. Can you imagine, like, watching a half-hour program of the amazing things that happen in the world? I would love that. Um, so, yeah, I think of it as bad news, if that helps. Um, and another thing that my friend did uh, when we were at Bethel, there was this guy there who we were on a mission trip with. And I remember sometimes like somebody would say something in a, in a conversation where he was at. And I remember sitting around a dinner table of the hosts who were hosting us for this mission trip. And they said something that was a bit negative. And he just at that point said, I do not receive that. And I was like, ooh, I felt a little bit awkward, a bit like... Um, uh, Dave Foggan was talking about this morning about offense. I felt a bit offended. I was like, I don't know if that's the right thing to say in this context. But actually, he taught me a lot through saying that I do not receive that. It was just a way of actually, you don't have to receive all the stuff that's chucked at us. We are powerful to say, mm -mm, you could think that, but I'm not going to think that. You can focus on that, but I'm not going to focus on that. And just stand up for, for goodness and for truth and, and don't partner with rubbish. So, um, okay, one last point and then we'll do a little bit of practice and then we'll close. My last point is there's focusing on good and then there's another level which is celebrating it. And I love that, that thought about celebrating. Like I remember Wendy Backland spoke and she said that, uh, what did she say? She said that when we attach emotion to a truth, its impact is much deeper. So that it's one thing to focus on, like, oh, this chair is this chair is comfortable. I mean, this is such a small example. But if you can attack, oh, this chair is... <laughs> That's such a silly example. Let's think of something else. If you, like, I could say, Emily, you did a good job parenting today. But if I could celebrate it, like, you were so good at... The parenting, well done, Emily. And I do say this to myself, by the way. Like, I've got, I'm encouraging myself. Nobody else is doing it. My kids ain't saying it to me. I'm like, Emily, well done. Like, there's just something about that celebratory um, element that takes it a step further. So I want to encourage you guys in that as well. So I'd like you to just spend now one minute thinking of an area in your life where perhaps you are feeling a bit hopeless, low, overwhelmed, defeated, 
Um, and I want you just to try and think of three good things in that situation or about yourself regarding this area. Come and just come, come up with three good things right now. I'll just give you one minute to do that. Okay, thank you so much for spending that time doing that. I don't know whether you managed to come up with three, but even if it was one, two, or 20, that's great. And I want to encourage you just to do that more and more and more. Just think of, of good in those situations. Focus on the good. There is so much good. Um, will you stand with me and we'll just, we'll just pray now. So Father, we just choose tonight to fix our eyes on the good. To recognize that you have filled this earth and filled each of us with incredible amounts of goodness. We celebrate that there is so much good to focus on if we'll but look for it. And will you give us your perspective on situations, God? Will you give us your truth, your eyes as we are looking at things from here on, God? Would you help us have strategies just to increase the amount that we're able to focus on good? We just give this area to you and ask that you come and change us, God. Change us to be more like you. In Jesus' name. Amen.